0: You ready?
1: I'm ready, Freddy. Or should I say <laughs> Franny? <laughs> don't don't you hate being don't. Franny. No.
0: You're you called Franny. Uh, I <laughs> hate being called Franny and like my family refuses to call me Francesca. I think it's it's this is childhood drama.
1: <laughs> like, Wait, is it it, it just like a thing that always they always called you and then one day you woke up and you're like, can I can you not call me that?
0: No, I've always no I've literally always hated it. I've always been like, hi, so can you stop? And they're like, okay, Franny, whatever. And I'm like, I just said don't call me that. <laughs> they oh just keep God, doing it. Oh,
1: anyway. <laughs> family refuses to honor who you are.
0: Oh, uh,
1: childhood, my <laughs> <trauma>. childhood,
0: <laughs> yeah, trauma. childhood drama! Yeah, childhood drama. Speaking of childhood and, and not trauma, but just childhood memories, do you remember Pogs, uh, uh, the game that was like all over elementary school in the nineties?
1: One hundred thousand percent, I, I do remember them, and I remember them instantly being like over. There was a whole scandal in fifth grade. They totally banned in my school. They said it was gambling.
0: It's so funny. They totally said it was gambling, too, for it, for me. And it never ceases to amaze me how similar our life experiences have been. Like, I was in my little Catholic school in West Palm Beach. And you were in Minnesota. And here, both of us were having gambling issues. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One of the things I love to do was up the ante and play for Slammers. Do you ever play for Slammers instead of Pogs?
0: Uh, You know what? I don't know that I did i'm sure some people did i you, you know me i don't like risk i'm, I'm not <laughs> trying to
1: <laughs> risk averse okay absolutely risk averse so wait let me this one time i'm playing for slammers right and i lose my my favorite slammer to this kid uh, the kid full transparency won that thing fair and square physics was just mm-hmm. on his side that day right my 10 mm-hmm. year old sensitive self couldn't take it i went home crying to my dad why did my father Take me back to that kid's house and make that kid give me back my slammer.
2: Shut up.
1: He did. He did. That was the only time that man stood up for me. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, wait, wait. No, no, no. no, Listen. Listen. Listen.
2: Listen. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) I hate you for that. Uh,
0: Let me fix it. Hi, I'm Francesca Ramsey. Welcome back to Let Me Fix It, the podcast that gives you permission to say, back in my day, without a shred of irony.
1: (laughs) And I'm Delon Grant, and this is Let Me Fix It, where we take a glimpse into your past and realize that, yes, the adults in your life were right all along. Pogs, the schoolyard game that captured our middle school hearts, was absolutely gambling, Fran.
0: Yeah, it was... (laughs) definitely gambling but it was fun and and but here's what's so interesting as quickly as it blew up it was banned and then never to be heard from again so today we're gonna dig into the history of this long forgotten game and ask ourselves can we fix it so let's dive in
1: so for those unfamiliar with pogs aka generation z sidebar who are generation z i don't (laughs) know is that is that the way they born Uh, in the
0: 90s uh, Gen Z was born in like the late '90s because okay. uh, we're we're millennials, and the youngest millennials are like 27. So oh, wow. that means that I know it's it's very strange. I have thoughts, um, <laughs> but the Gen Z are like 18 they They're they're like in their teens and very early twenties.
1: Okay, okay. So they definitely don't know what pogs were. Pogs. No. Were, they, they they really took off in the mid nineties, but they actually date all the way back to the nineteen twenties. So just to tell you a little bit about the game, it revolves around these flat cardboard discs, each about the size of a silver dollar, known as pogs. Obviously. Um, so Fran and I are doing research for this episode and funnily enough, we discovered that we played the game totally differently.
0: Oh yeah. It was so funny. I was working in the Google doc and I saw your instructions and I was like, what the hell? This is wrong. We, we were just like <laughs> going back and forth in the doc, like a bunch of type A nerds, which I think just really speaks to our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so we probably should have seen this coming because uh, we're very similar, but we're also very different. Um, but it makes sense. There were multiple versions of this game floating around me playing a version in Florida and you playing a version in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, it's like East Coast pogs versus no coast pogs. Hey <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> not turning tech- into
0: a rapper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just wait a minute. You know he secretly wants to be a rapper, though. You, you know he, does, he wants to he have does. a flow. Um, but I was actually technically living in, in California at the time, but that fucks up the joke. So whatever. Okay. Um, no, but so East, Coast,
0: East, Coast, East Coast versus West Coast.
1: East Coast versus West Coast. Absolutely. Anyway, tell me how the East Coasters played the game because I'm shocked. I don't believe it. It's so weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yes. There, I mean, it makes sense that there were different ways to play. So for us, it was anywhere from two to five players, and then everybody would put the same number of pogs into the to the pot. So like two or five, depending on how many people were playing, mm. and then they put them in a little stack, uh, face side down, kind of like you're stacking chips at a casino. Because we were fucking uh, okay. gambling.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we were gambling, and then each player would take a. Ton a turn hitting the Pog stack with their slammer. That's like this heavier plastic uh, disc. It's around the same size. So you slam the stack with the slammer and then the objective of the game is to try and flip over as many Pogs as possible and then you claim those uh, flip over Pogs as your own and then the remaining Pogs in the stack go back and then it just keeps going and whoever has the most Pogs by the end wins.
1: Okay. so So East Coast version... <laughs>
0: Not, too, you get to,
1: wait, not sounding just sounding
0: skeptical from the jump. You're like, mm, okay, so wrong.
1: <laughs> I just have I just have so many questions. Because it's not, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like Spanish and Portuguese. Like Spanish and Portuguese are different languages, obviously. But there are similarities. And you're like, wait, is that? What, what are you speaking, right? Yes. Um,
0: okay. So wait,
1: in, in the East Coast version, you got to keep your pogs if you flip them over during your turn, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... Because you had the big stack. The player yes. who flipped over the most also won the whole game.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I get I guess it was a thing of like um a participation prize. Like you played the <laughs> How, game. You got the so so. <laughs> like
1: everybody's a winner. <laughs> um,
0: but, but, yes, I guess what, so. I guess.
1: What I do appreciate about it though is like you may not have won, but you don't walk away empty handed. And if you play again, you might win. Um, and right to me, that sounds like a, a casino's motto to get you. Yes, to keep, keep them coming
0: back. back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, this next one's a winner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's an actual phrase from a, a casino movie somewhere. Hilarious. Yes. So wait, in the no-cost version, we had the same machinery and structure, but our game was cutthroat. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking like Darwin's survival of the fittest. It was that's like- why
0: your daddy had to get involved. <laughs>
1: Literally, literally, it was like a back alley brawl. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so so like the East Coast version, you know, we stacked our pogs face down. We hit them with the slammer with the objective of flipping them over. But ours was only a two-player game. We played mano mm-hmm. a mano with each mm-hmm. player putting one pog in the stack. Whatever pog or pogs you flipped over were yours to keep. So you know, it was either one player takes all, or it was a draw. Um, and if okay. you, if one player took all, I mean, you were just asked out.
2: It was hard.
0: Wow, in hindsight, this game was really dumb. <laughs> like, we were just we were just knocking over a trash of a little tower of trash and calling it fun. <laughs>
1: oh, but what's crazy is like like truly simpler times though, you know what I mean? Now we're like have, have expensive headsets going into the metaverse and like game systems uh, like, and this and that. We like, are we were just out here playing with cardboard.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> It's so true. Back in my day, we didn't need a headset. We just played with these little cardboard pieces. Oh, my God. Recycle so pieces. funny. Very that. Oh, God. Okay, let's take a little break, and then we will continue in our journey of the Pogs history. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. Okay, so we are back, and as we were discussing Pogs, the thing that I was thinking about that made them fun was that they all had little different artwork on them. Do you remember that?
1: I do. Do you remember uh, the Pogs and Slammers having, like, the different themes and designs, cartoons and TV shows?
0: Yeah, they they were essentially, like, basketball or, or baseball. I don't know, sports. They were trading cards of some sort.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> do, do you remember any that you had?
0: Um. Okay, this might come as a surprise to you. But I was really into X Men. Were oh, you so really? I had like uh, I I don't know. You should have known you
1: were queer go- then. You like you I- like Storm, I- didn't you? <laughs> you like you love some Storm, didn't you? listen
0: (laughs) i love some gambit i love some storm this is so true like in hindsight like gay i was always like they're so cool and i love i love her you know leotard no girl you looking at them titties Um, (laughs) i was totally into x-men so i had a bunch of x-men ones and i was also really into uh hello kitty (laughs) did you know did you know hello kitty
1: I, like, remembered, like, I can see the cart, like, the image in my head, but I, what was it? Was it, like, um...
0: It was, like, was this it? Japanese little cartoon, and she was a little cat. I mean, honestly, in terms of gay, she was playing with Hello Kitty. I mean, I should have well, known. Like, well, from- <laughs> <laughs> um, I also had an iridescent slammer with a unicorn head etched into it. It was very Lisa Frank. P.S. Hmm. We should do a Lisa Frank episode.
1: Wait, who's Lisa Frank?
0: Yeah, exactly uh you don't remember like you don't remember all of the like uh folders with like the really colorful like bears and unicorns and dolphins no. and stuff you don't remember mm-hmm. oh it was like trapper keepers with these It was just, like, these very vibrant psychedelic cartoons by this woman named lisa frank i don't know who she was she but was i artist? had a She was just an artist, and you could buy Lisa Frank stuff everywhere—pencils, trapper keepers, lunchbox. She really had like a hold on every elementary school girl that I knew. We had Lisa Frank backpacks, everything. Wait, but yes, absolutely. The fact that you don't remember her, we have to do an episode on her because you don't remember her. But she really had a chokehold on the girls in West Palm Beach. Let me tell you,
1: really okay yeah once i actually google lisa frank i'll be like oh i totally remember seeing those around
0: school yeah i think i think you will and also you're gay like so you (laughs) you were you saw them (laughs) you saw them you clocked them i'm sure
1: and you know what i wanted it but i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i wanted it because i was closeted so yes (laughs) childhood trauma
0: okay do you remember any pogs and slammers from your childhood
1: I don't actually remember any of them, but I mean, we're talking about Lisa Frank and Iridescence, I, I faintly remember loving like the shiny, sparkly, also mm. should have known I was gay when, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, that's all I remember.
0: So, um, you know, considering but we've kind of laid the foundation for pogs, we're going to dive into where did this game come from and why the hell did we just accept pog as if it is not the <laughs> weirdest word ever?
1: It's a fun word, but I never got it, right?
0: Um, yeah, I, n- I never questioned where it came from.
1: No. I mean, I, we were also like, you know, what, nine and 10. But so historians, <laughs> historians aren't actually sure where the game originated. There's evidence that it was being played in the 1920s and 30s in Maui, Hawaii. But there's also this Japanese card game called Manko that, that's very similar, uh, that dates all the way back to the 17th century. So it's thought that the Japanese immigrants brought the game to the Hawaiian Islands because they're relatively close. But the version that we grew up with was originally called milk caps, believe it or not, because it was played with the caps that covered glass milk bottles.
0: Yeah, this was so interesting um, in our research. We found that in the 1950s, when glass milk bottles became cardboard, kids started playing the game with the caps of uh, a popular Hawaiian juice drink called POG, and the acronym stands for passion fruit, orange, and guava, which let me tell you, that sounds like a Fran drink. She loves a tropical juice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And don't talk about a sweetened meat, okay?
0: Uh, Maple bacon? Listen, (laughs) give me a sweetened meat. That is in my DNA. That showed up on my 23andMe let me tell no, you I- <laughs> it did it was right in there <laughs> you are so
1: dumb well listen uh, uh this fucking passion fruit orange guava i i splash some tequila in that and i'd be done i ain't mad at
0: it you sh- you sure you put tequila in anything Don. don't listen, play I put it, I,
1: I, is it drink time is it drink o'clock where is he <laughs> Where is it? Um, So continuing with research, uh, the Pog journey from packaging the game is really interesting. Evidently, when packaging demands for milk bottles and this Pog juice started shifting, the manufacturer would occasionally distribute the caps as promotional materials for the juice. So when the company expanded, this Milk Cat game had a huge revival. Except this time, everyone was calling it Pogs after the Pog juice. Then in 1991, a Hawaiian elementary teacher, Blossom Gelisbo, Began incorporating Pogs into her math curriculum as a non violent alternative to games like dodgeball. She played the game as a girl and introduced it to her students, uh, not blossom, with an original Let Me Fix It before Let Me Fix It. Wait a minute.
0: (laughs) A woman ahead of her time. I love that she was looking for something fun and educational for the kids to play other than dodgeball. She said, I'm a pacifist and I'm a mathemist,
1: which doesn't
0: make sense. (laughs)
1: Wait, is that a direct quote of hers
0: no i just made that up oh god because I, mean, I was like know?
1: i was like fran loves a pun and i was like girl you squeeze that one in there I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know i'm listen i just i can't help it all right a I, am I am get out of here a mathemist a pacifist i don't know i thought it was cute <laughs> okay so pogs makes its way from hawaii to the mainland First surfacing in California, Texas, Oregon, and Washington before spreading to the rest of the country. So, Delon, you in California were having an early right because you you were in California before Minnesota. So you were having like early Pogs. That's why that's why your version was different.
1: Exactly, but by the time it got to Florida, y'all had diluted the whole damn thing. And you're like <laughs> everybody can play. We're gonna have two <laughs> to five players in here. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're over there <laughs> with the OG no, version.
2: Shut-
0: <laughs> That is so funny. Well, I started playing, I think I was in third grade, so 1993, which was uh, officially like the Pog's peak. By that time, it had spread across the country and was even being played around the world thanks to the Canada Games and World Pog Federation. And while there were tons of knockoffs, including sky caps and hero caps, World Pog were the big dogs. They even had Mm. an annual Pog tournament. Uh, and they later filed for trademark. There was some pushback with some competitors arguing that Pog was a generic term. In 1994, a lawsuit was settled between World Pog and Universal Pogs. This is so funny to me. Everyone's like, I came up with Pogs. No, we <laughs> came up with Pogs. Okay, guys, everybody calm down. Okay, um, it's, it's some cardboard. It's it's some cardboard. And like, it's also funny to think that they were fighting over something that was going to disappear a few years later. Right. Um. Pog was recognized as World Pog's exclusive term, and Universal Pog's changed their name to Universal Slammers, and by the mid-90s, stores could not keep Pog's on the shelves. Its estimated sales at its high peak were $10 million a week.
1: Crazy. They were everywhere. They were handed out as promotional materials at Banks and McDonald's, had a special Power Ranger pogs and their Happy Meals. I do remember that. Um there mm-hmm. were also Toy Story themed pogs. Blockbuster you your one of your first jobs, was handing them yes, out. Yes,
0: another episode We Need to Do Them for Sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. How did Blockbuster die? Tell us, friend. <laughs> um what we'll yeah, they dropped the ball. Um, Mm -hmm. But Blockbuster was handing them out with free movie rentals. There were also huge knockoff pog movements because they were so easy to make. Even the World Pog Federation started selling a device kind of like a button maker so you can make your own pogs at home using any image you wanted. Not going to lie, I could see like a young third grade friend with a pog (laughs) making machine. Like that's so you. And you would be drawing the designs for the pogs and giving them to your friends. That's just so you.
0: Okay. Yes. Drag me. I did not have a Pog making machine, but it's totally, my parents dropped the ball. That would have been a perfect Christmas gift for me. But as we said, as quickly as Pogs blew up, they were over. Um, but before we dig into the downfall of Pogs, let's take a little break.
1: Ooh, cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not you giving us voiceover. Okay. Oh, listen, I'm in front okay. of a mic. Okay, so when we left off, pogs were blowing up and then suddenly they were banned.
1: <laughs> it was like straight up prohibition. Wait a minute.
0: Oh, wait, wait. Now there is a show. Boardwalk Empire, but with pogs. Stop. <laughs> the, under, the underground pog scene of the 90s. Um, <laughs> it was very scandalous. Kids were getting in trouble for having them. The local news was talking about it. It kind of reminded me of, um, do you remember when slap bracelets got banned?
1: Yo, slap, girl, take me all the way back. I remember mm-hmm. slap bracelets. I mean, the good old days were the most dangerous things in school were cheap plastic bracelets, huh? Um, <laughs> and early on said, gambling addictions. <laughs>
0: um, oh, my God. I, Too I, soon. I love those
1: things. I love those things. I don't understand why, whatever. I guess they were just distracting, like the, the fidget spinners. Remember that when they banned I those I mean, we school? could talk,
0: we could do, we could probably do a slap bracelets episode because I think it was because the bracelets were cutting people, but that's, oh, I could really? just be making that up. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just so funny that like we can't get gun legislation today, Yo. but in the '90s they were like, the kids can't gamble, the kids can't play with metal toys. I mean, I have what my I have my,
1: hand, I have my forehead in my hand because when we make these mm-hmm. points, when we make these really cogent comparisons, it makes absolutely no sense.
0: No, they would they would rather give teachers guns <laughs> than sensible gun control. But back in the day, they did not want us gambling. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. So crazy. Uh, so as the game grew in popularity, teachers and school administrators started seeing it as, as a distraction. And they started playing referee. We found an LA Times article from February 1994 titled, OC schools are banning popular new game craze. Backers say Pog teaches sportsmanship. School officials call it Disruptive, akin to gambling. Mm -hmm. One school superintendent in in the article, William Eller, commented, the games are competitive and there is an element of gambling that is associated. The other aspect is we found ourselves in the early stages of seeing pogs being involved in disputes between students. Pogs don't have anything to do with our curriculum. Eh, He's not wrong.
0: Mm -hmm. He's talking about you. (laughs) He's talking (laughs) about... (laughs) You and those boys in the alley. Another Mm -hmm. principal said... We had students who started arguing over pogs, especially younger students who didn't really understand that they could lose their caps. It's basically a game of chance without much educational value. I guess you could liken it to going to Las Vegas and losing your money on the table. She added, adults don't like that, and children don't like losing their chips. Should have been playing the East Coast version. Where Ready, everybody
1: bro. Can <laughs> Egalitarian, look <liquor>. at communism, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's really not wrong, but one parent in the same article uh, a parent of a fifth grader said i think the concern about kids gambling is misplaced kids need to learn when i was a kid we played with marble god he sounds like us when okay. i was a kid we played with marbles we'd lose if we weren't good shooters it teaches kids a little bit about gambling if they don't like losing it could be a very strong lesson that would keep them from gambling with their older what Sorry. they also that,
1: that also <laughs> sounds like my mother you learn your lesson yeah you never do that again huh
0: <laughs> yeah, cut to you in the casino. No, I'm not gonna play craps. I I played pogs as a kid and <laughs> fucked up my life.
1: <laughs> pogs fucked me up. So, uh, sidebar: Have you ever been to Vegas, like in a Vegas casino? I
0: have. I have. Yo,
1: I went to Vegas once. I was there for like maybe 48 hours because I flew there for a man. You remember that?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all my business, <laughs> all my business.
1: Uh, I and I like you took, walked...
0: you took a gamble yourself, a gamble <laughs> in love.
1: <laughs> I hate you so much. That was, that was absolutely. I really, I really You so set bomb. that
0: one right up for me. You really I did. know
1: I did. I clearly. I mean, I opened the the door was all the way open. You just walked through. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I walked through this casino and. Nobody looks happy gambling. Like, <laughs> this is supposed to be fun, but they're stealing your money. That's why nobody oh, is yeah. happy. My,
0: my mom and I went to Vegas uh to go see uh what is the what is the uh Bruno Mars and Anderson oh, Pack? Um, What's the name of their little group? Not music soul, soul child, what, what? stop it. No, you know soul what I'm talking something? about. Uh what, what is it? Sonic. Yes, silk sonic God, silk we Sonic, sent a girl. The brain, <laughs> the brain is braining. The brain is braining today. Um, we went to go see Soxonic. We were staying in a, a, a casino hotel. We went down and we tried to play because I, you know, whatever. I've never done it before. To your point about people being sad, the shoot was boring. I was putting the thing in the in it, hitting a button, and then it was like my money is gone. People do this for hours. It was so boring.
1: I've been to casinos. I was like, you get you get twenty dollars. If I don't win nothing, I don't win nothing. I like my money.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it just it didn't it didn't appeal to me. So it's interesting that that the parents and the, the administrators were so certain that pogs were going to lead these children to gambling.
1: One of my favorite quotes from this article is, is an eight year old who was a pog player, you know, at a pog tournament. And he said, I think it's fun. You get free stuff, <laughs> you win. <laughs> I mean, that's like, and here's the thing, like, why not just let the kids figure it out, you know?
0: Uh, It's so funny. I mean, the 90s were clearly a different time. The teachers are like, it has nothing to do with education. So like the kids should be allowed to do some dumb shit that has nothing to do with schoolwork. So even though parents and administrators were pushing for the game to be banned, the Pog train was already out of the stations and the teachers really couldn't stop it from being banned entirely. So some schools tried different compromises. They allowed kids to play, but for points and not keeps. Uh, they allowed kids to trade them instead of actually uh, playing the game.
1: Boring! Which- come on, <laughs> where's the where's the fun in that? Where's the risk in that?
0: You, you don't have you listen. You do not have room to talk about fun because your daddy had to come and intimidate uh, a kid to get your slammer back. I'm gonna hold I, that over <laughs> your head for the rest of your life.
1: I can't stand you. I can't. Uh, listeners, don't say anything to Francesca. She will throw it right back in your face, and so will I. You,
0: love, you, you look exactly. Don't act like you're better than me. You kidding me? You do it to me all the time. You love me, uh, but you know the the thing is, is that the oversaturation of the pog market combined with the school bannings, ended up being a death sentence for the game. The World Pog Federation filed for bankruptcy in 1995. Damn, other just two years after? Just, just... <laughs> they spent all their money on that lawsuit and then it was over. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. Uh, so they ended up filing for bankruptcy and a lot of the other knockoff brands faded into irrelevancy as well. And by 1998, the Pog craze was over.
1: Gosh, you know, I'll say this though. I in working on this episode, I had this crazy sense memory thing happen. I could distinctly remember the anxiety that bubbled up just before <laughs> the, the gameplay would start, especially <laughs> no. playing for slammers, yo, because slammers were so like they were so much more expensive than pogs. And like you had rare slammers, and the moment the <laughs> other kid would, would bring up their slammer down on the pile. Oh God. Oh not knowing was gonna <laughs> I'm having it right now, not knowing what was gonna happen. I felt like, you know, you could lose it all so there's a canadian youtuber named domics i watched this video and he made a really cogent point in an animated video about playing for slammers he says at 9 10 11 years old i didn't have many possessions so losing one was like losing it all i had nothing i I mean i had slammers i had slammers and like you know a a, a, you know a michael jackson tape
0: (laughs) It's so funny because at the time, I really didn't understand why it was being banned. But in hindsight, like, yeah, it really was gambling because when you're in that casino, you lose You're about to lose it all for (laughs) at the craps table, at the slot machine. And you're right. It's the same thing for us as kids. Um, Speaking of sense memory, I remember going to a D.A.R.E. presentation in maybe like fourth or fifth grade and at the end of the presentation, the cops were throwing bogs into the audience, and we were we were screaming <laughs> like no. we were at a Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> we were knocking each other over trying to scoop those little pieces of cardboard up. I mean, oh, oh man, what's it was that, just that, crazy. What's that?
1: Um, that scene from uh, Mean Girls where they're all in the gym and they like start.
0: Oh yeah, and it's like they're the animal kingdom, and they're yes, like ripping yes. each other's hair. That is exactly. What it was, which again, I could see where the teachers were like, we gotta put a stop to this. Somebody is gonna get hurt over these
1: little <laughs> You know what? I bet somebody did get discs. hurt. I bet somebody's no, I- dad came and took a slammer from a little
0: kid. <laughs> Yo, you know what's really funny? It's like, we know your version of events, but I'm sure that little boy went home and his dad was like, don't you step in this house again if you ain't got no slammers in your pockets.
2: <laughs> like- wait,
1: wait, not his dad being a pimp. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Not his dad being a hustler. He probably
0: was. (laughs) So my question and our question in our research, is anybody still playing pogs to this day?
1: Despite the brief resurgence of it in the 90s, the game seemed to have completely faded into history as yet another fad. But I will say this. If you're collecting pobs, if you have them sitting around in your parents' attic somewhere, you might be able to score a cute vintage penny for them. There are There's a complete Jurassic Park set of themed Pogs currently listed on eBay for $400. And at one point, there was a Marilyn Monroe set listed for $750. Yo, that's some rent. Ready? I'm um, Not New York w- City, but somewhere. Rent
0: where? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> rent? <laughs> That's Listen like at- a cardboard box under a bridge somewhere.
1: <laughs> for the most part, th- these things are antiques at this point. So, so now that we've dug into the history of pogs, it's time to see if we can fix them. But before we do that, let's take a quick break.
2: <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. That's stamps.com. Code program.
0: And we're back. And it's time for everyone's favorite segment, The Fix, where Delon and I pitch how we would reinvent pogs for relevance today. Let me let me fix it. Uh-uh. Let, let me, me fix it. it. Delon, I'm going to let you go first. What would you do?
1: Ugh. I guess bring <laughs> – just the exhaustion, <laughs> the exhaustion.
0: Yeah, why Why you – you're really – this is bringing up a lot of sense memory for you. Take your it time. It is. Take it your is, time. I mean,
1: honestly, that story I told is like is, – is it's a benchmark <laughs> in my life. Uh, but I, I, I think the exhaustion is like I would love to play them, uh, but it's, it's just more stuff you have in your house, right? Like I have enough stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think bring back a Pog tournament. But this time, televise it, right? It, it, not in prime time. Mm-hmm. maybe stream it mm-hmm. online. I think millennials would eat it up. I would watch it because I would want to see how the game is played, you know, nostalgia um, I say you mm-hmm. bracket it out, have folks play five, you know, best out of five. Um, and the other thing is, like, they're televising cornhole competitions. People,
2: They yes.
1: are? Yes, I saw at a bar. <laughs> I had and no idea. People are into that, um, <laughs> this balloon tournament, World Cup. Have you seen
0: this? Oh. no this is this is i had no this is a whole new oh my world God. for me i i didn't know there would be a market to watch people i have seen
1: pops. i don't know where I, I i've seen this before but i've seen it several times um because they awarded people the world cup of ballooning i don't know what you call it uh, but they put these two yes. fools and okay. safety helmets in a glass box with random objects as obstacles like a car and a sofa okay. and a one of them I saw had a ping pong table in there, uh, and they just take turns hitting the balloon, trying to keep it from hitting the floor, like you did in your mother's living room when oh. you were no nine.
0: I yeah, I remember doing. So why that. not
1: a Pog World Cup and PogCon?
0: You're right because uh, there's a game show on Netflix called The Floor Is Lava. Do you remember playing that game? Oh my game god!
1: No, there isn't. <laughs>
0: There's there's a show called The Floor Is Lava. But you would be for the for the Gen Zers listening. Back in our day, before there was the Xbox <laughs> and the you know the Nintendo Switch, you would jump around the house trying not to touch the floor wow. because the floor was lava. Wow. And now it's a game show, so you might be right. Maybe the a Pog tournament would be something people. I'm want. really
1: I'm really
0: stuck on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, I, with 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 so many things we can have a show. I mean, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But you know what? Probably entertaining.
0: Yeah, honestly, it'd be mean, look, somebody's somebody is watching it because that's what right. they're
1: making it. So, Fran, what are your fixes? Would you?
0: Um, similarly, I think uh, a game night with Pogs would be really fun. Kind of like, you know, how they have the Cards Against Humanity. Maybe Cards Against Humanity could bring back Pogs mm. and have like a racy version, like strip Pog. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, I can see like you hitting the Pogs and the ones uh, you flip over have like a, a thing
0: on them. Yes, like they have some sort of little thing that you have mm-hmm. to do. Um, you know, you got to kind of like Choose a future dare, dare, dare version of Pogs. Yes. Um, I also think it could be fun. I have a few different ones because I I couldn't decide which version worked the best. But I also really like uh, beer pog, kind of like beer pong. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that you when you go to Cracker Barrel, you know how they have those little golf peg game Mm -hmm. at the table? So maybe they could have a similar version with pogs at the bar, pogs on every high top table, and they have some sort of game that you have to play. And Maybe you could get a free beer. There could be like a tie-in with with a beer company and they could, you know, have the pogs come with a case of beer or something. And similarly to when you play beer pong, you would play beer pog instead.
1: So – you would, And you could, like, maybe hit them and then flip over and then you'd have to take a drink?
0: Yeah. you, Yeah. And the same – I think when you play beer pong, because I haven't played in forever, but you're trying to put the, the, the ball in mm-hmm. the cup and then when you don't get it, you have to drink. It would be the same thing. You'd have to hit the pogs, flip them over, and then – Maybe to your point, they could have a little thing on the top of it that says, take a Cheers. shot, buy a round of drinks for everybody. And again, it's like a fun drinking game, but they could be branded with the bar or they could be branded with a specific alcohol
1: I hope World Park, is, World Park Federation is listening to this because that's damn good. And it's also <laughs> like, I mean, a drinking game, please, it sells itself, you know?
0: Yeah, people love freaking drinking games like i mean as if you need an excuse to drink but you know I was like
1: people love drinking okay
0: people love right but i think it's also the fun of like you're getting intoxicated so it gets harder to play the game and like people mm-hmm. are sloshing around you might start making out with somebody you know it's just
1: wait a minute just- <laughs> Not making out at the bar. Not making you, out at the bar. Delon. I feel, I feel.
0: Okay, first of all, you told a story about going to Vegas for a man you met once. So don't talk to me about kissing somebody at the Wait. bar.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't let me tell your business because I just saw you kissing somebody at a bar.
0: Mm, that's true. I definitely, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely kissed a man who did not speak English uh, in Spain. <laughs> What a mess. But you know what he did say? Hotel, hotel. I was like, sir, no, we are not. You, You are not coming to my hotel.
1: Dead. Dead dead. That is too fucking oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, okay. you
1: remain one of the funniest persons in my life. <laughs> you can make me laugh like nobody else. And I love you for it. And I thank you so much.
0: God. Oh my god. I mean, look, this is this is the podcast in a nutshell. It's it's us having nostalgia, but also telling our personal business. And I love that for us. <laughs> So now that we've dug into the history of pogs and how we would fix them, it's time for the glow up where we give props to those who have turned themselves around without our help. I'm going to go first. My glow up goes to Tayana Taylor. So Delon, remember I played some of her music for you when we were... We were on the way to the spa for my birthday and I played some of her songs.
1: Yeah, I do. And I had never heard her and I was like crazy into it. I was like, how do I not know this one yeah, I mean, her- I know of her, but I just had never heard her music. I didn't know what she Yeah,
0: do. her music is good. And like the reason that I bring her up as my glow up is because she has really struggled to make a name for herself as a solo artist, despite having a lot of talent. Um, mm. She was on Super Sweet 16 when she was a kid. Um And she just had so much personality and style and she got discovered by Pharrell. So she was on his record label as a teenager. She put out a few singles, including a song called Google Me, uh, which is is Hmm. so funny in hindsight. It's very dated. Um, And she ended up being on Pharrell's label for six years and only put out a mixtape. And then she was able to get out of her contract in 2012. She signed with Kanye West in 2012. She put out a few albums, including some of the stuff that I played for you, uh, which was off her 2018 album. But again, her music has just never really taken off. She's very much a multi-hyphenate. She's done a lot of fashion. She's a great dancer. She was in the Kanye West Fade music video. I don't know if you ever saw it. That was was
1: the first time I saw that woman. And I was like, who is that?
0: Body. I mean, just abs for day. I mean, she was born with abs. She just has always been really fit. Um, But she has transitioned into acting and she's getting some early Oscar buzz for a new movie that she's in called A Thousand and One. It's like doing all of the film festivals. People are really excited about this movie. She plays a mom whose son, uh, uh, she was a teen mom whose son was taken away, and now she's trying to rekindle her relationship with her son. And I'm telling you, the trailer is drama. She is acting. Yeah.
1: I saw the trailer when I went and saw this other indie movie, and I was like, oh, wait. I mean, I mean, even in the trailer, in it, the tra- it's heavy, he- heavy, yeah. heavy. But it's heavy. She's giving. She's giving.
0: She's she's really fucking giving you some moments in that trailer. Um, she's also kind of having like a Debbie Allen moment as a creative director and choreographer. Um, most recently, she's been working with uh, the singer Summer Walker. I played some Summer Walker for you and you did not seem into it, but I I like a shy oh. I like a shy girl singer. Um but oh. Summer Walker has no stage presence, but Tayana Taylor has been working with her and the girls are really eating it up. I'm seeing more people sharing Summer Walker's clips and being like, "Okay, Tayana Taylor did that." And it's just so cool wow. to see her getting her flowers. As a choreographer, as a creative director, as an actress, despite the fact that the singing, as talented as she is, has not really taken off for her. So shout out to Tayana Taylor. She's having a real glow up.
1: Yeah, man, and listen, there's something to be said for the pivot, yo. Mm When it's when it's not hitting, when it's not working, you have to look around, look left, Mm -hmm. look right, and see how you can pivot. What else do can you? Especially as a creative, especially as an artist, uh, just we're just required to do so many things to make you know our livelihoods. uh, You know, (laughs) case in point, the summer strikes right.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, it's to make it all work. It's, a, it's resilience. And I think we can yeah. – you and I, I think, are really good at that. Whether it's like you doing photography, you coaching acting students, right? Like c- the podcast, being able to say, right. okay, this thing's not working out for me or this thing hasn't happened the way that I want it to. Let me pivot and try something else. And your moment will come. And also, again, Teana Taylor is a very – great musician it doesn't mean that music won't happen for her later she can you know build her brand right now with the movies and and the creative directing and maybe she'll get a chance to do another album and that will be the hit for her
1: and that's it's so true all that stuff comes back around. I mean, like, you know, Jasmine Sullivan is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Like Jasmine was out here trying to make it hit, trying to make it hit, and then it hit, you know?
0: Yeah, um, you just have to, you just don't, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint.
1: Perseverance. So for my glow up, uh, video games are now video game bars. Like remember arcades and they have yeah. arcade bars, but like they have a video game bar where you can go play your Xbox. You were a big Wii fan, you know? Yeah, Nintendo that's Wii. really funny.
0: I've seen like, um, like I, I was in a Dave and Buster's for a moment, but I, the idea of playing old school video games, like do they have Atari?
1: I, absolutely. They have, a, I, there was an Atari, there was a Nintendo Wii, there was an Xbox. Like you can just like sit with TVs and play um, video games and I was like oh wow and listen I never played video games
0: <laughs> every time I tried to get you to uh, play uh, Nintendo Wii you're always like okay
1: well, because, <laughs> like, like, uh, you... the, and, and here's the, people who do play video games this is their thing they're always like well we can just play Mario Kart that's a really easy one and I'm like it's not
0: but it's not I'm always falling off oh, the side I know but you know what maybe you need to focus a little bit more shut up <laughs> <laughs> maybe you need to be a little more present <laughs>
1: Maybe I don't care. Um.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we want to hear from you. Do you remember Pogs? Do you think we could bring them back? Or maybe you have a suggested TV show, a celebrity, or a brand that you think that we should fix. Hit us up on Instagram at fixitpod.
1: And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. This was Let Me Fix It. Bye. Bye.